and welcome to episode 10, a truly landmark number of Les Odorants. I'm joined, as always, by the world-famous James. Hello. And the equally world-famous <laughs> Ben. Hello. Uh, World-famous world but deserves more recognition. <laughs> the under-recognised James. <laughs> Woo! Uh, yeah. Woo, yeah. Uh, okay, so <laughs> the crowd goes wild. This is episode 10. Uh, hard to believe uh, we've been doing this shit for 20 weeks, um, if my maths is right. Uh, 10 times 2? Yes. Yes. Uh, 20 weeks. Uh, so 10 episodes. That is absolutely insane. Uh, it feels like it's just flown by. Um, so... Uh, but while we continue to enjoy it, we will continue to make it whether or not people are listening. Um, so, uh, what are we going to cover today? We are going to talk, uh, as always, about stuff what we have been wearing. Um, I think we will probably spend a reasonable amount of time, a world premiere review of uh, Terre de Hermès Au Givre. I think that is inevitably coming. Um, and then uh, in the second section, we're going to be talking all about woods and what gives you wood. So, um, yeah, I think, Ben, should we start with you? What have you been wearing? Is it a one? Is it a many? Or is it somewhere in between? I, I reckon it's somewhere in between this time, but I, it's been many, actually, mm. actually. But, but one's worth talking about are somewhere in between. So after last week's discussion of disgusting... Uh, things uh, I I, re yes. I revisited Somba because I, I got a couple of um, samples from Bloom perfumery, so I picked up Somba again. Unsurprisingly, it's still disgusting. Um, yeah, I could have saved you the bother of that, yeah, mate. I, I mean, you know, well, you know, like, you like to sort of test if your taste has changed, right? And I thought, I wonder if I can cope this cope with this now. Um, no, I can't. It's still foul. Um, well, if if you find it foul, everyone finds it foul. That's that's the bottom line. Your your tolerance for this shit is way too high shit is the word for it because i think about 24 hours in i, I re-smelt the strip and there was something resembling what could be a perfume on there but it it, it was still mired in nappies um Ugh. so yeah so i didn't really rate that one still um okay uh, and but, anything actually nice yeah, that you've been wearing so the nice things um i really su sort of surprised myself by wearing um l'omidial cologne uh galan uh, the Yeah, uh, I, I, I bought it well, like ages ago, but I, I've only worn it like once or twice. But I wore it a couple of days ago and really, really enjoyed it. Actually, um, yeah, quite surprising. Um, really good flanker. I, I honestly don't think I've tried it. Um, in fact, I don't think I've tried any of that range. I don't know no why. Way. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm reasonably confident I haven't tried any of them. Um, I don't know why that is actually. Uh, I feel like uh, I feel like that's just a sort of schoolboy kind of omission, um, and I probably need to just go and do it. But it, it, it's a bit like um, it's a bit like watching The West Wing or something, right? There's so fucking many of them; it's it's so intimidating. It's a bin fest. Like the, the flankers yeah. are a total bin fest. Yeah, but like, well, 
uh, yeah, what was I trying to say? My, my West Wing analogy is it's intimidating. How well? No, I'm going to fucking get this <laughs> okay. shit back on the road. You bear with me, bear with me. But it's you know, there's so many, and you just think, well, I don't know if I start this, can I ever get to the end? It's it's just almost like it's too big to contemplate, which is why I've never done it. It's a race against Galan as well because they just keep discontinuing them and, and replacing them. So it's like you know, you're kind of this constant cat and mouse game with Galan. Uh, yeah, they're producing them faster than I can smell them, yeah. which uh, <laughs> is a hell, a hell of a pace. Well, so, I mean, with the Cologne one that I tried this week, or, or I mean, I have it, so I wore it this week, um, it's like they, they discontinued that and then they released Galan Cool, which is kind of the same sort of wheelhouse, I think. It's yeah. just... Well, it's a similar thing with this Eau Givray, isn't there? Because obviously there was uh, the the other one that they've now discontinued anyway we'll talk about that in a minute but before no, we get to the... before we get to Ojibray, <laughs> I wore Arquiste Nanban and I really liked it is yeah, that sorry no, I, I wasn't cutting across what I'm saying <laughs> I was just going to say about I- Ideal uh, by Golan I thought it was shit when it came out I was like what is this uh, the first one and I was like really disappointed and then subsequent ones came out and then that one that you wore, which funnily enough, I wore as well this week, so a little sneak peek mm. in the, into the 14, um, is brilliant, is brilliant. Who'd have thought that putting that sharp, like, you know, citrusy thing with what was already just this kind of coomerin fucking boring soup thing would really work? So that is, yeah, that's a really good perfume. I like that one. Sorry, that go, like, on, go on. Babe. A bit like we're starting to, like, sync up. Like you know, like I think I think we are, dude. Because I've worn, <laughs> yeah. I've worn a lot of those that you sent me the 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 end of this week. So we'll we'll get onto that in a minute. But sorry, Ben, go on. What are else you are just you? becoming the same person? And eventually, <laughs> eventually, this podcast will just be me plus one converged James Ben experience. <laughs> That's almost pornographic, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I yeah, fucking cut that, mate. Yeah. Have you ever seen uh, um, Society? No. It's like a kind of weird, like, late 80s, maybe, like, kind of body horror uh, film. It's fucking weird. They all sort of copulate in this kind of big orgy, and they sort of become this one big writhing, like, rubbery fucking thing. <laughs> It's <laughs> fucked. It, it, watch it. It's weird, it's weird as shit. <laughs> it sounds really so, awful. I, I would recommend Lomidel Clone anyway, Dan. Oh, um, yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> would I like it? Is it my style? I, d- I think you'll hate the original and the parfum version, which is one that everyone really enjoyed. But it's really, I think, I actually don't mind it, but it's very, like, crowd-pleasery. And I think probably a little bit too sweet and enjoyable for anyone with taste um <laughs> but the clone one i think you'll really like um okay okay yeah. well it's uh, it's on my list uh, to go and check out and then you mentioned uh nanban yeah so arkeist um Ar- arkeist is the brand isn't it this it yeah um they come in like little kind of like round bottles um they're quite round they're, they're, things yeah, um, but it's nice. It's, it's basically like, it looks quite a generic, like woody, ambery, slightly spicy thing, um, like black pepper and some sort of sweet nutmeg and stuff like that, but kind of executed quite well. Um, I, I liked it. I'm wearing it now, actually. And it's, yeah, it's decent. It's not, say it's a little bit generic, but it's good. It's nice. For like a woody, cool. amber, spicy thing, I would recommend 
yeah, if, if you like that kind of thing, it's probably worth trying at least. Mm. It reminded me a bit actually of Shamsud. Um, but oh, slightly, right. it's not quite as dark. So it's, it's, it's slightly sort of bit brighter version of Shamsud in a way. Mm, nice. Oh, I recently picked up Shamsud. Um, I don't think I mentioned it on the last episode. But, no, uh, I think because you mentioned it, it maybe in the the WeChat thing, didn't you? Mm, yeah, rather. Yeah, other other chat apps are available. Um, <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, I, I, obviously it's not uh, one you've been wearing, but Shamsud, I I rather liked. But uh, Ben, have we covered all of yours? I think there's one missing. Well, there's your Hermes Ogivre. So uh, yeah, I world premiere. Yeah, well, we, we've all, all worn it this week, haven't we? Yes, we have. So, we have. We have. Yeah, we have. We might as well. Talk well, about uh, do we want to talk about it now? What should we do? James's fourteen. Uh, fuck it. Let's do James's fourteen, and, and let's come can, back to it. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get all the what we've worn's out of the way. Okay, James. Right. Do you have fourteen? So, I do. Uh, I I've got fifteen. I think. What? Yeah. Can, we, can we allow that? No, well, no. I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid this whole episode is now fucked. Well, it, to be uh, honest, because I've been going swimming quite a lot, like a few nights, I've kind of been like thinking, I want, especially if I wear something, I'm like, I don't really like this. I want. It's an opportunity to wear something mm. else, isn't it? Like if you okay, go to the gym, but, like. But you, could you not do that? Like just in future, <laughs> don't do that. You don't uh, like it. Do you? I, it's like it's like no, my it's no. like my missus when I when I like turn the TV up and I and I, I just flick it up and I put it on nineteen. She's like, fucking nineteen, <laughs> what are you doing? And I'm like, don't be that fucking, you know, be anal where it counts. Do you know what I mean? Um, so anyway, <laughs> hey, here we go. Monday. So I wore Tom Ford, uh, Ebien Fumé. Is it called? Oh, what's that? Uh, Ebien Fumé. That 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 smells like uh, uh uh well it smells like all the other Michelle Almerac ones that we talked yeah. about uh, uh last week didn't we Gucci Boron it, one it, exactly yeah uh, but not as good uh yeah it's a bit cheerier a bit heavier I would say a bit less kind of interesting it it's all right it's all right I liked it okay end of story then I really? wore uh, yeah. yeah it's okay. Then I, I wore, thought you'd be a bit more contemptuous of that one. No, I, I wasn't. Like I, I, I don't, I don't really care. I mean, all the all uh, iterations of that like formula, that style, uh, are okay by me. Again, I might bemoan it and say, oh, it's not very creative to rehash the same old bollocks. But I, I think it's slightly the way it progresses is slightly different. Uh, and I was mildly surprised from from put it this way. I'd sprayed it on a strip. I'd sprayed it on my skin uh, over the past few weeks of going like into a shop and trying it. And then I actually wore it. And the wearing experience is always the 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 one that tells. Um, and yeah, it was it was okay, but it's not really worth talking about. If you want to spend that much, just get fucking something similar that's cheaper. Um, Guerlain, uh Ideal Cologne, which we've already covered, uh, which wow. I which I really like. Uh, and Ben wore it as well, so we're kind of merging into that same weird society, yep. fucking same person. Um, so uh, then I wore Affinescence Queer Kakuma. Oh my god, that is fucking brilliant, right? Is it? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think that might be one that I haven't tried from Jesus that range. Jesus Christ, it's it's the same kind of heaviness as um, uh, that that 
that weird fucking musky kind of ambergris sort of one that we like. What's mm. that one called? Like mm. Musk and ambergris. Yeah, musk and ambergris. Uh, this is, uh, it's, it's, it's leathery, but it smells like a kind of sweet, like sweetened, like fruity sandalwood. Um, but it's absolutely opulent as fuck and just really thick and, oh, it's incredible. It is fucking uh, What's incredible. that again, sorry? Uh, it's called Queer Kakuma and it's by a brand called Affinescence, but they're bloody expensive for the, like, cofferette version. It's, like, 400 quid or something, which I, I don't think... I, they do do smaller bottles now, which is really good. They do. So I, I might get one of those smaller bottles, but they're a typical brand that it's like, fucking send me one. I will bum that queer queer, queer queer kakuma all over the gaff, right? Just send me a free bottle, all right? Anyway, so then, uh, then we've got um, Mugler Cologne because it was kind of a warm day. And then I think it went a bit like it wasn't that warm after a while. You know, it's been very, very changeable recently. Uh, and then I, I obviously went swimming or something that day and I wore a D&G uh, by men which we've oh. already talked about uh which is a lovely uh kind of 90s late I love that. early 2000s i love that so is. much yeah, yeah i got i got you know you were kind of trying to nobble that guy on um on on ebay, on eBay i was trying me. to lowball him for you yeah, I, was, which, I was trying to get that deal happening which i really appreciate but i was i was really lowballing that motherfucker because he was like he was trying to uh, he, he was just uh, trying to get 220 quid for 225 quid for a 30 mils of a 50 mil bottle yeah, is like ridiculous. fuck you man like it's yeah. worth half that it, you know uh, if, not even not, not even, not even. Seven, 70 quid 75 well, quid worth exactly so i i i offered him 85 you see that's that's good that's, that's all right polite isn't it? offer exactly exactly so um but anyway he didn't want to know so fuck him uh, and i bought 5 mils i bought a 5 mil mini which I'd never hmm. even seen before, uh, for like 12 quid. Oh, nice. So I, I only need five mils. That'll probably last me like years. So, yeah, it's uh, a couple you know. of good wares, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, like, I never owned that when it was out, but I remember my flatmate had it, and I used to, like, nick his sometimes. Um, mm. and I, but I was always like, no, it just smells like like him. It just reminds me of, of him, so... Um, I, I, incidentally, I, I have a, a similar problem. Um, also, a, a D and G fragrance, but it's the uh, the D and G. Is it just Poor Hom? Poor Hom. He called. had that one as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, my my uh, my housemate at the time, uh, Dom, who incidentally I've known since I was four years old. Right. So so me and Dom have been mates since forever. Um, and then when I moved to Manchester, we we lived together, and he wore. Uh, that DNG poor hom, um, just absolutely shitloads of it, and it was the old Euro Italia one, uh, which was strong as fuck. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I've I've bought that bottle uh, at least two or three times now on eBay, and I always end up selling it because as much as I love the fragrance, I cannot disassociate it from. It reminds you fucking, of your hetero yeah. li- hetero life partner. <laughs> my hetero life buddy yeah but i mean it, well it, it didn't really work out because because the one thing you know everyone should know is that you shouldn't fucking move in with your mates because it, yeah. it never quite works 
uh, works out how you want. Um, and you put everything on the line when you do that. So, uh, so anyway, fuck it, you, Dom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck you, Dom. No, I'm still. We're still. We're still close. Um, yeah, of course, but, but it I didn't work out living together. No, exactly the same with the guy I'm talking about as well. I mean, I, I, I'm gutted. Yeah, you know, that was the worst thing we could have done was was moving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But anyway, exactly. anyway, then it's a I very w- philosophical episode this yeah, week, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we're getting yeah. a little a little bit of depth. Don't shit depth, where you though, eat, you know. Yeah, don't shit where you eat. Yeah, well, that's philosophy. super philosophy. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is philosophy. That's it. That's it, lads. We fixed it. We've done philosophy. It's all sorted. Nice one, Ben. Nice. Right. Sorry, James. Carry uh, on. So then there's Machino Forever, which is a fucking amazing fragrance. It's a bargain bucket. Like, you might overlook it as a piece of shit. It's got a stupid, like, says forever. No, it says Machino, like, in this cheap plastic kind of top. Don't be fooled. It's a kind of um almost like like a fizzy sort of a lib olibanum kind of resinous little like playful kind of cheeky sort of sweet musky perfume uh just like you know it's just a lovely nice little thing lasts all day and it's one of those where you go oh my god what, what the hell am i wearing today oh yeah it's that how good is that um so mm. anyway that's just machino forever and then uh i wore uh nikolai weekend in normandy which what is, are you doing with all these nikolai fragrances um because i, I uh, weekend in normandy is really nice is uh, it yeah it's kind of like it's got that like tropical citrus a bit like a batacada but then it's got like white florals that aren't like oh it's your cheesy kind of cologne like neroli and stuff it's got like actual like jasmine and kind of like a almost like a bubblegummy like nearly getting on for tuberose but it's not like it most people who like it it, it would appeal to people who don't like jasmine or tuberose and and then it's it's just so fresh and just really nice it is a proper uh weekend in normandy uh even though yeah i think i have been to normandy i don't know but you know Mm, did you have a weekend there though no i don't think so so you know it smelled totally different (laughs) yeah i don't feel i don't feel you're qualified on this one james no anyway so then i wore bulgari man wood essence because it was uh, a sample that i found Uh, oh, oh oh what was that actually I think it is the one. Bulgari Man Wood, but didn't they do a flanker of it? So I might be talking about the the first one. I I really didn't like that line at all. Any of the man ones I thought was shit. And then I retried mm. one of them and was like, mm, maybe I was a bit harsh on this. It's okay. And then the Wood Essence one was literally just a sample that I had. I, I mean, I was tidying something up and I was like, all right, that'll do for today. And I put it on and it's completely just boring. Like yeah. it's it's all right, but it's not. I, I did a review on that on my YouTube channel back in the day, and I was offended by it. It was that bad. Oh it wow, was so fucking boring. I think I ended the review by throwing the sample across the room and just being like, just fucking forget it. Like, <laughs> anyway, and it, it was really expensive when it came out as well. I think it was like ninety quid or something, and I just can't not believe that they would have the cheek to charge that much money for something so just unbelievably bored nothing. yourself to death. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. I, I yeah. like to say that line. I can because I, I quite like Bulgari, like the regular men's, uh, like sort of mm, tea yeah, type yeah. ones and stuff. Uh, and Paul obviously, Hansoir, brilliant. Yeah, and they've obviously got a good, uh, you know, uh, the kind of uh, a, a good reputation for um, 
you know, ones like the hockey puck one, whatever that was called. Um, I didn't like that. Bulgari Black, uh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but it's it's quite creative. Do you know what I mean? Like whether you yeah. like it or not, it was it wasn't a boring uh, release. Um, no. Anyway, anyway, no, but, sorry, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll whiz through. We these. go off track. So I then guess, I wore but... Celine nightclubbing, which is a lovely. Smells a little bit of like cigarette remnant, but it's kind of uh, Oris, really beautiful, well blended, really nice, uh, chic sort of uh, fragrance. Uh, then I wore Clive Christian E, which is some kind of gourmand. Is it the E gourmand thing? one? E gourmand. Because I think there's yeah. an there's an there was an E and maybe like E gourmand is is a sort of uh, yeah that's variation right. on it or something. How did I you get on with that? I, I've I I tried it at the time because Clive Christian actually sent me samples at the time. Uh, so I must have been doing something a bit right. They sent me like tons of samples, which was very nice mm. of them. Uh, and that was one of them. Uh, I had to spray the little sample vial thing upside down because they had no little dibbler, like no little stick inside it, which was a bit like, come on, Clive Christian, fuck's sake. This this sample's like, you know, this fragrance is like a lot of money. And uh, anyway, yeah. uh, so... Um, so, yeah, that was a minor inconvenience. Um, but, yeah, I, I really liked it when I first wore it. It's kind of like a, yeah, like a really resinous, uh, slightly smoky, uh, mm. gourmand kind of thing. But it's not your average, like, shitty sort of vanilla thing. Um, it's, it's very much slightly like that uh, Frappin 1740 upside down, pine uh, pineapple upside down cake. Uh, sort of like, it's got like a fruitiness to it. I, I quite liked it. It's all right. I mean, it's too expensive, and but I think Clive Christian, some of their fragrances really are like quite, quite impressive. Um, mm. Even though they're you know a bit of a twatty brand. Uh, then I wore uh, Tom Ford Rose de Beep, <laughs> um, uh, Rose de Rossi. Um, uh, yeah. So that's you, not. You, sorry, you, you censored. Censor yeah. him. Let's not get um, cancelled for uh, mentioning Russia. But, uh, yeah, it's a rose fragrance. It's got loads of uh, isobutyl quinoline in it. So it's kind of like this really scratchy, uh, smoky, leather-ish note, uh, which I sort of described as a bit lazy. But then when I actually wore it, so, again, this is about wearing experience. When I first tried it, I was like, yeah, this is a bit shit. But then wearing it, I I found the the merit a little bit more in it. But still, if you don't like that modern kind of like uh, harsh sort of leather, it'll be a very polarizing. Either you'll love it or you'll hate it. Big mm. overdose of IBQ, you know, if you like that. Uh, the rose accord is very delicate, and then it sort of comes out like later on in the in the fragrance. Really, uh, then you've got a Lilabo Matcha. Or is it called The Matcha? So that's their uh, Lilabo's newish kind of tea one. Um, it smells like kind of a white musky, uh, not really, again, tea isn't really the main thing that you think of, but it is definitely evocative of that, that matcha like tea powder. Um, really bitter. Like... Yeah, but it also reminds me of, um, again, I'll, I'll just, I'll say this because I'm sure he doesn't mind, but. Uh, Freddie Albrighton has got a kind of mod a mod in uh, a fragrance that he, I think he wants to really make and bring out, which is supposed to be a kind of lemongrass and rice, right? It's supposed to be like kind of sticky rice with like lemongrass. It's got a really, it's almost like musky sort of like, almost like rice pudding-y, um, but not sweet. 
Uh, it's like a savoury lemongrass. It's really clever. It's really clever. I mean, I've only smelled really the, the mod difficult, of it. Um, ingredient to use lemongrass. It I is. tried to make a fragrance based around lemongrass, and it just every time it would just turn into this very bitter, grassy mess. Um, yeah, I think really, we've really talked difficult. about this before. It's really difficult to dose uh, because it's very powerful. Um, I I love it. I hate smelling the raw stuff. It makes me feel ill. Right, but but that's you know like lots of things. But a tiny little bit with citrus just lifts it and brings it to life. And I love lemongrass in uh, cooking again, as long as it's balanced and, and whatever. But this is such an interesting fragrance. This is Freddie's that's not even out. Um, but mm. I think he really does want to refine it and get it to a point where he's going to release it. It reminded me of that. The white musks in it. I think again, I haven't contacted Freddie, but if he's listening to this, try the matcha because I think it's kind of up your street. But I wasn't really interested in it. Uh, I, I love the Elang. I tried that recently again uh, from Lilabo. That's that's fucking spectacular. Uh, it's probably the only one that I would buy. Um, and yeah, anyway, so off topic. Uh, then I wore hmm. uh, Hermes, Terre de Hermes au Givre, uh, which Ooh. have we talked about or are we going to talk about? Yeah, we're going to we'll talk about talk, We'll talk about that shortly. Okay. Uh, then I wore MCM Oris, which uh, Ben <laughs> sent to me, uh, and we already had a little bit of a conversation about it. Uh, I can't, I, I felt it was kind of uh, this kind of cucumbery, uh, like salinated sort of uh, a little bit of like white floral later. But to be honest, I I kind of, the, the Oris and the kind of Iris element, because it's called that and I was kind of looking for it, I was like, yeah, okay, maybe there's a little bit of that in there. But to be honest, it just smelled like, and I'm surprised because Ben said, oh, it's like really unique and stuff. That I've smelled quite a few fragrances like that. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Oh, really? Because that's yeah, yeah. why I sent it to you. Because uh, like, like, like I mentioned, I don't think it's the best fragrance ever. No, but I did think it's quite unique because I, I, I just thought it was quite unique in that it had that kind of like sweet iris, but with like a sort of vetiver and citrus. The opening's fantastic. Of... The opening like really drew me in, but I mean literally mm. for like five minutes, and then I was like, oh, this is kind of relentless, and I get what this is. And and it kind of, it's almost like that kind of like where that slightly sour like pickle thing that people describe in Santal Thirty Three. I'm not saying it smells like Santal Thirty Three, but if you don't like this kind of, uh, it is like a sort of uh, a weird cucumbery like papyrusy note. It's kind of very strange. It's sort of like woody and also vegetal, so it it ties mm. in with the oris and with that kind of thing of people saying about boiled carrots, but. I didn't really find it particularly sweet. I found it quite like seasidey, a little bit salty. There's a there's a, a one called Salina or something like that by uh, Laboratorio Olfactivo. I think they're called. Don't oh, quote yeah. me on that. Uh, I think they've got a similar fragrance uh, like that. Anyway, so I won't go on about that too much. But thanks for the sample, and it was interesting. So um, <laughs> then I, I'm wearing Zoologist Hummingbird today. Ah, what did you think of that? Uh, spectacular, but I hate it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, okay. I don't. Ha- I don't. I don't hate it. Right. I. I. Th- so this is this is the how it goes, and this is like fresh in my mind. So opening absolutely spectacular, right? I don't know what's in mm. it, 
But I'm going to tell you... Uh, in fact, I've written a tiny little review. I don't want to take over this fucking segment, but I, I, I need to... Like, basically, I've written a quick review, right? So just, like, the basic gist of it. Um, I said it was artistically amazing, but I'm not sure if I like it. Uh, it's kind of between uh, the Mona Lisa and a Glade plug-in. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like basically uh, I, I, I don't know who the perfumer is but I suspect it's one of those that Victor gets who's like a self-trained artisan it was uh, early zoologist or earlier zoologist when he still went with like quite indie people yeah um, that's how it feels um, again slightly like rough but it's hugely uh, right like basically what do I get from it so I get kind of honeyed florals uh, a kind of sweet like honeysuckle uh, honey, uh, a more exotic sort of vibe because obviously it's a hummingbird, so maybe ylang, that's probably what they usually use. And then a kind of brushy, slightly hay, lavender, linalol, and then a powdery, weird, like orange blossom. Uh, and then it's sort of like, it's unapologetically bursting with florals, right? And it smells, yeah. it smells like the nectar of the, uh, it, it's not like, like if you think about a hummingbird is all like floating around and kind of aerated and sort of like, oh, nice. It's not that. It's like the concentrated, like it's quite ne heavy. nectar of the, yeah, it's very heavy. It's very sweet, very floral. I think it's brave. It's really like brilliant for a uh, thing. And to even capture honeysuckle in any kind of like, even just to glimpse it for a second and give it that honey thing. I think it's very clever. Um, it's It's sort of like, energetic in a sense but i i kind of went through a, a phase of like loved the opening and went oh my god this is really interesting perfume to jesus um, i've got to fucking wear this all day <laughs> and then into oh my god the dry down's lovely right even though it kind of still smells the same uh it's Has really, a lovely musky dry down it though, does it does and you start to get a bit more like powdered it just softens and yeah so generally i think it's really good really good mm. Mm. well with apologies to victor wong but i have never tried a single zoologist that i've even remotely enjoyed um i've yeah. hated every single one that i've tried um but there you go horses for courses and that is that your whole lot then uh james yes uh, thank okay. you for enduring that yeah, yeah, that's all right. Uh, I went and perfor performed a self-lobotomy uh, and uh, felt all altogether better for it. Um, okay, so I'll just uh, uh, throw a few uh, randoms at you. Uh, today I'm wearing um, Escada Magnetism because I had a nice shave and went out for dinner with the family earlier and i thought well i'll use something i'll use an aftershave and a fragrance that i've got both of um magnetism being one of only a handful um the other one that i've got the aftershave of and the edt is um uh giorgio beverly hills vip special reserve which is fucking brilliant uh but the reason i mentioned that one not that i've worn it um is that i wore um a fragrance by a brand called atelier flu um called aura fugit um uh, i'm gonna hold the bottle up so the guys can see it on here i don't know if you've seen this um but it's got like a sort of canteen style oh, nice. uh, top yeah. on it yeah this is a fucking brilliant perfume. Um, it is absolutely spellbinding. 
Um, and I, I don't get that carried away that often, um, but I absolutely love it. I picked it up on eBay. I think, I think, um, not eBay, uh, Facebook. I think Harvey Nicks did like a clearance and, and they were all half price at like 120 quid or something. Uh, and then someone was selling it on Facebook for 70 quid. Um, it's absolutely fucking brilliant. And it is quite reminiscent of the Giorgio Beverly Hills VIP. It's got, um, it's a, like a fougere with a bunch of leather in the base as well. Um, but it's got this kind of bay leaf uh, top, uh, which which is really kind of aromatic and almost smoky. I, I, I fucking, I love it. It's It's so classic masculine territory um and it, it the performance is great as well you know uh, it, it goes on all day sounds really interesting and uh, the bottle looks really nice i do i recall seeing those yeah uh, but i didn't try i didn't try any of them unfortunately well the, the bottle is the only weak point is that it's let down by a cheap sprayer um, and yeah. I, I hate for you, I hate a cheap sprayer where you have to get <laughs> like fifty times to get anything out of it. But the actual bottle is brilliant, and the fragrance is honestly it's one of the best things I've smelt in in the last year. I'd say for sure. Um, so I also wore Eau Givray, which we'll talk about at the end of this. So you know everyone can fucking fast forward through my shit uh, if they want. Um, two others worth noting. I picked up uh, two Les Indemodables uh, fragrances. Ooh, my yeah. Favorite, my favourite. Yeah. The Arbiter's favourite. <laughs> vanilla, <laughs> vanilla Havan, um, yeah. which is like a sort of uh, slightly boozy, chocolatey uh, gourmand, but, but it's like a bitter chocolate. It's not like saccharin and like goopy and stuff. I, I, I really like that. Did you that. get tobacco from it? Yes, yes, very, yeah, absolutely, uh, love it, um, and it, it is like, it is in that sort of tobacco vanille sort of wheelhouse, I guess, but it's, you know, without any of that w- sickening fruity bullshit. Yeah, yeah but it, I mean, it's a great example of how even deep within a relatively sort of narrow niche of, you know tobacco vanilla fragrances you can still have so much divergence mm-hmm. um but uh, yeah love that but also um musk de sable um yeah that's amazing. did you send did you send me a sample of that one james was that in the musk samples we did or because uh, it could have I, I read rev- could have been i read reviews and it got likened to the mugler over the musk yeah. um it, it, I, I don't think it is fucking, like that, but it's one of my favourites. It's just brilliant. I mean, they make some amazing perfumes. Um, mm. I, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm completely smitten by them. But they've pulled out of the UK market completely, apparently. Um, well, it's not that they've pulled out. I think they just don't have a, a retailer anymore, which is a shame. Uh, and also, mm. I like to just say, uh, I've never done it uh, on here, but I like to have a little joke um, on certainly on Eugene's, uh, str- uh, his like live stream that he does, um, that I always say, whenever someone goes, oh, I've got a Les and Demi Lab, I'm like, you're welcome. Because <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. it. Like, uh, you know, I introduced the world to them, which is not so it's your gift to the world. Well, I, no, it was, it was funnily enough. I, 
like I, I said to Eugene once, I just sent him a message saying, have you tried this brand? You need to fucking try this brand. They're amazing. And then he went and uh, tried them. And as he does, fucking bought like most of them in one go. Mm. Um, and then uh, actually started his, well, wanted to start his own brand and got in touch with uh, Antoine Lee um, and mm. the, the people at um, Les and Demodabla. And they've Valerie kind of, is that her name? Yeah, Valerie and her husband, whatever his name is. Mm. Um, and basically, that yeah, they're doing like um, Eugene's like line for him. So uh, oh, it was wow, a good hookup. Cool. And he always says, you know, even if we have uh, a big fucking to do and have a massive fallout and fucking hate each other forever, um, he'll always remember uh, me for suggesting that brand we, to him. So. We will always have Les Endemodables. Exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Excellent. Um, I also uh, bought, uh, wore, and sold uh, Penhaligon's Halfetti Cedar, which uh, I mm, how thought... How is that? Uh, not as well, good as the original. You, well, it's good. okay. It's okay. It's a bit... It's a sort of... A, for me, it felt like a kind of by-the-numbers, dark woodsy effort. You know, it's perfectly serviceable stuff, and if you don't have, like... 400 different bottles of perfumes themed around woods then then perhaps it's you know it's it's not a bad one to have but it just felt entirely redundant in my collection uh, does it so, have uh, like a lineage to, to like the original Halfetti, or is it just yes in, all i in think name? so yeah it's 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 got that kind of warm uh ambery thing going on um but just with this big dose of kind of dark tiki sort of woods um it's uh it's it's perfectly functional stuff i just didn't i, I couldn't it, it gave me zero emotional connection and and i just thought oh well you know it smells okay i guess but what the fuck's the point in that you know um, just as a reference point what do you think of the original how fatty i see i quite like it oh I okay like right it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so and i definitely prefer the original to this one um so i i think um there's another one as well i think there's a halfetti leather as well just, uh, i don't know uh not that interested in it uh in finding out to be honest um well, but i thought i'd mention it it's funny that uh halfetti uh like carries penhaligons you know we were talking about these kind of yes uh, yeah like flagship perfumes that are like whole, like whole brands are kind of carried by that um i just think that's really interesting because I don't really like it. I mean, I don't hate it, but I kind of understand it's sort of this kind of ubiquitous kind of thing. And what I don't like is the way they pump it out onto the streets uh, outside mm. the Penhaligon <laughs> shop. Like, literally, like... Yeah. Like, it's... it's Spray great. it through the fucking fan directly into the street, so... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, excellent. Uh, and, of course, yeah, Ogivray. So, um, is it finally time? We some sort of dramatic music to build up the mood, but... Uh, the much-anticipated release of the year, Ogivray, uh, the t- flanker. It's the it's the first. Is it the first uh, Nargel flanker to TDH, or did she do second? Uh, second. Yeah. Okay. She oh, she did vetiver intense vetiver. Mm. Yeah, intense vetiver was okay. I thought, although it probably for me emphasised the wrong facets of the original. Um, it, it it wasn't the best, but um, but regardless of that, 
what, what did you guys think? Who wants to go first? Because I, I, I know ben our listeners have been because yeah. he he actually put his you know hand in his pocket and bought the fucking thing, which is <laughs> very brave. Um, I just really wanted it, so I thought, why not? But yeah, it. Um, plus, I always knew Dan would buy it if I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, without giving too much away, Ben. I did, didn't I? <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, no, but the funny thing is, I didn't. I say if I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it. Um, I actually did quite like it, and I will probably buy it again, but just not a bottle. I'll probably just buy a decant or something because it's not the sort of thing I would find myself wearing, which probably I should have known right from the start. Um, hmm. But I didn't hate it. There, there were elements of it that I didn't enjoy. Um, I'll say that I don't think that it has anything in terms, like anything in common with Ter Demers at all. And I felt like it really belonged in the um, Jardin line, like much more. Um, like it, it reminded me heavily of the Jardin lines um, with that kind of like slightly, I mean, it obviously had the, like the big, because it starts with like a big sort of citrus, doesn't it? Quite neon citrus. Mm. Um, but I thought with that kind of like slight aquatic edge that it has, that it, it just reminded me a lot of that, that the play on the aquatic that the Jardin line does where it's not overtly aquatic, but it's kind of there. Um, I don't yeah, know, I think that's... Nigel kind of leans towards that anyway, I think. Um, mm. uh, yeah, so... Uh, what My thoughts on it were, uh, yeah, the opening is very, uh, very sharp. Um, the, the citrus, I thought to myself, oh, this is a bit like a mixture between lemon and grapefruit, and it's uh, listed mm. as citron, which... It, that's basically what a citron is, isn't it? Oh, is um, it? I, I, I thought it was I don't pure know, grapefruit so. to me. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, um, but I suppose you know, um, it's it's then it then it kind of like transitions into uh, more of like a modernized, a little bit reminiscent of like that kind of uh, you know steam iron um, kind of thing from H uh, twenty four. But nowhere near as as pronounced because, uh, yeah. Anyway, I'll I'll kind of say about that in a minute. But then mm. then I do get a Ter de Mez, uh very very mild undercurrent where it starts to kind of become more like a, a, a very a, a differently sketched Ter de Mez. So as it dries down, then weirdly, uh, I let I sprayed it on my arm the first day, and then like uh, in the evening or something when I got home and got the package from uh, from Ben, uh, and then I could still smell it in the morning on my arm, and I was like, it smells totally like quite earthy and like um, still you know fucking musky sort of aroma chemical kind of you know not not the best thing. But it kind of it weirdly reminded me of my dad, and I don't know what the hell why. Uh, it just sort of did. Um, I mean, he used to wear like loads of different things that were nothing like this. But uh, weirdly, I don't know, just the little remnant of it. I thought I, I haven't got this completely right, and the same with H twenty four. But weirdly, anyway, I wore it on Friday, so uh, and we went out for a meal uh, with some people who we don't really know. They're like Elliot's, uh, my son's. Fred, like his his mate from nurseries like f- mum and dad and uh, they only live down the road so we went out with them. nursery parents yeah uh, just side, side, side note on nursery parents yeah um, are they all in your phone as like 
Elliot's mum and Elliot's dad <laughs> rather than like their actual well, human names. The, these people, these people won't be because they're fucking. They're, we're like kindred spirits because they're they're really nice. Uh, they're kind of like younger, better looking versions of like me and my missus. Um, so I'm sure she'll love to hear me say that. Um, but no, and and in fact, I encouraged him to um, the, the the fella to listen to the podcast so he might be listening to this but uh anyway shout out to him but no they, he he came he came to this this evening anyway and we sat there and usually i don't bring up perfume i'm not going to start fucking going on about perfume but we were inevitably it came up in the conversation and jenny sort of said oh james has got a podcast about perfume have you i love perfume blah 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 and he started going on and he was going into it he's not into but he started saying stuff like have you seen jeremy Fragrance videos and i'm like uh, yeah, uh-huh. and then i was just like right okay and then i and then he started saying Ta- about taxi well taxi. <laughs> he started saying about stuff that he liked he clearly you know he's not that into it he's just a kind of fucking dude and he and he, he said oh um i've got this that and the other and he, he's got some quite you know expensive taste he's into like designer clothes and shit like that so uh he he just and then they both said we're both wearing hermes today and i was like that's decided what the podcast is going to be about but in actual fact <laughs> It's not been about that, but it kind of still is. So anyway, mm. and he said, I'm wearing H24 at the moment. And I could smell him mm. all fucking night. And I was like, it's giving me different vibes from him as to what mm. I normally got. It's still quite fucking annoying and not really my sort of thing. <laughs> but um, it was weird that they were both wearing it. And then she said, right, his missus goes, oh, I'm wearing a, it's like a Hermes with like a leather top and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, it'd be one of the Hermesans. And I said, is it, um, and I even got the name wrong myself. I said like Jasmine Sandback, something. Yeah, I think that's it. She was like, yeah, I think it's something Sandback, but it's not Jasmine. And I went, I fucking got that in my car, right? <laughs> of all the things, of all the weird things I had. And I actually went out to my car, I went, wait there. And I <laughs> left, left, the, left, left the restaurant, went out and went, bang, is that it? And she was like, <laughs> What? Like, oh my god! Like, I don't carry round perfume with me. I had it. I had it in my gym bag because I wanted to wear it. Because I'm always like, what's the most fuck you thing that I can wear at the gym to be like, to be like, I'm gonna wear the most flouncy fucking floral shit. I'm gonna wear like Coros. I'm gonna wear whatever just to cut through the fucking you know blue de Chanel or whatever the fuck people wear, like Savage and all that shit, um, just to be different. And that was something that I put in my gym bag. But in actual fact, I didn't even wear it the other day. Anyway, that's complete fucking sideline. But the fact that they were both wind and they were like, yeah, we'll come perfume shopping with you. We love it. Like, but, And I was like, you're fucking all right by me, you pair. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That, you, you, you pass muster. It's okay. Yeah. So we were all yeah, wearing They, they realised that they were dining with the Arbiter, though. That's, mm. you know. Well, these fucking do now. <laughs> I, 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 I love the way you say, uh, you know, I mean, as it always does, perfume came up in conversation. As fucking if, right? <laughs> nobody, nobody out there is talking about perfume they other did. than wankers s- like us. Well, when I, we pitch up, I swear to God, I don't, bring, <laughs> I don't bring it up because it's part of that thing Ben was saying the other day. I'm not embarrassed about it. If we bring it up in a conversation, yeah, I'll talk fucking knowledgeably about it. I love it. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it, but I'm not. I, I think it's just in your personality not to like um bring things up to be like oh yeah like just because you're desperate to fucking talk about what you want to talk about it's kind of like i was learning about them i don't know them and i was learning about everything they wanted to talk about but um 
I, 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 like I say, Jenny brought it up and was kind of like said, oh, you know, James does a, a podcast and that that's where it kind of started. And then we talked about perfume for like about fucking an hour or something. So, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's easily done. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, my take on uh, Au Givray, I rather like it. I mean, uh, I think... Um, for full disclosure, uh, Ben sold me his bottle because <laughs> clearly didn't like it that much. Um, but I really like it. Um, my so that opening to me. Uh, so, so someone actually posted on um, my Instagram saying it smells like something I'd drink on holiday, and I thought that absolutely nailed it. it it's got that grapefruity cocktail. Um, I almost wanted to say mojito, not that there's any mint in it or or anything. I don't think, um, but it, it, you know, it it does have that sort of um, very green, effervescent, drinkable sort of quality to it. I really, really like the opening, and I do get a sort of a vague, as you say, sketched kind of TDH vetiver uh, in in the sort of dry down. Um, there's not a lot more going on beyond that. I guess my my biggest concern was that it was just going to be a fucking, uh, you know, an overdose of flinty sort of mineral notes. Mm. Um, and, and, and I'm glad it's not. Uh, I mean, there is a touch of that, but, but it's not kind of uh, done to death. Um, it, it's, uh, I think it's perfectly serviceable. I don't know that it will ever become like a future classic or anything like that. Um, it certainly isn't a patch on the original, but I still quite like it. And, and I find myself slightly surprised by what a sort of bland assessment that is. But I mean, I guess I was expecting to either love it or hate it. Um, mm. And the reality is I think it's fallen between two stools. It's competent, perfect, perfectly sort of decent, uh, you know, serviceable stuff. But um it's not inspiring and and you know i don't know i don't i'll wear it some more i'm i'm certainly not kind of bitterly disappointed or aggrieved uh, no, so uh, i i understand uh, i'm i'm pretty much exactly in that same place what about you ben mm. are you like i, I re- so i really liked it but it, there was a couple of things that really done my head in about it and one of them was like this this has this like glassy like white sugar kind of sweetness to it and it's definitely a sugar yeah i i know what you mean i know exactly what you mean and i was i was thinking that as you were saying it um and and that is what's making me think also of the holiday drink thing almost like Mm. a sort of uh, almost like a sort of uh, a mojito with sort of sugary sugar rim. around. <laughs> yeah, sh- yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, sh- just the name of my second album, Sugary Rim. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I think there is a sugary uh, rim. <laughs> I'm going to have to stop saying um, sugary rim. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I sort again. of found that. It, it grated a little bit on me. Um, and and the other thing is, is just that I've got all the Jardin collection and I would much rather wear and Jardin de Monsieur Lee which yep. is different, but very similar in that it, in the opening, it has mint, which is what you yep. were mentioning, and kumquat, which is like a citrus, vague citrus, right? So it's very similar from that respect. But then in Jardin de Monsieur it, it transitions into this like white floral, like this mm. creamy jasmine instead. So it does diverge quite differently. But they're in the same wheelhouse as if you're thinking they of are. that sort of fragrance to wear, you would pick one or the other if you know uh, what i mean they're, they're kind of similar they, 
They are, because um, I, I, I went and tried Monsieur Lee um, mm. after you'd said that you thought it was similar, and I, I happened to be kind of walking past John Lewis, so I went in and tried that. And you're right, there is a sort of similarity, um, but the, again, as you say, the florals in, in Monsieur Lee take it a sort of different direction. The yeah. one thing I will pick up on there, though, is you said, um, I can't remember what your exact words were, but it was something a bit like... Uh, that did my head in after a bit or something like that. I don't think the fragrance lasts long enough to do anyone's head in. Really? Because I mean, it was uh, yeah. nuclear on me. Re- uh, no. So I, I wore like fucking 30 sprays of that to the gym and I couldn't smell it by the time I came wow. out. I, I Like I say, I reapplied it because I was going out. So I wore it in the day quite conservatively. I could still smell it but it dropped down to a kind of skin scent. And like I say, I'd sprayed it the previous night and I could still smell it in the morning and I'd like washed and stuff. So, um, mm. But I could still smell it, but it was very vague sort of remnant. So it's, it's tenacious, but it's not like tenacious in the way that some annoying um, things are. Um, mm-hmm. Just, I've just thought of a joke, guys, and I have to say it because I think it's funny. So if you don't, well, <laughs> fuck you. Um, do, you, do you know what the B-side to uh, Sheena Easton's uh, Sugar Walls was? Sugar Rim? <laughs> Sugary Rim? Oh, God. All right. Fuck off. You can cut that out. Don't. Just don't, don't do not quit the day job. Right. I'm um, doing fucking okay. stand-up and, you know, fuck you, Mom. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Yeah, fuck you. I am going to do this. Right. But I uh, think we'd um, just quickly like summarise my thoughts on it. I think it was yeah. good, right? Um, um, and I could see myself, say, rebuying like a decant or something like in future, maybe. Um, it, even the sort of frosted sort of glass kind of puts me in mind of a drink. I mean, it, it just, it does smell like the incarnation of a, uh, you know, a, a, a summer holiday cocktail. I think, yeah, uh, yeah. One, and, of the and things, one of the things about the bottle that uh, a couple of people have picked up on is that it doesn't have the Ted Dermes little Twist. turny twister. twister. Cap, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which uh, is a bit weird. But the sprayer, by the way, um, and I know I was berating, uh, well, berating maybe a strong, a strong, Berating, you know, I, I literally had them in my office. I was yelling at them, you know, uh, Atelier Flu for their for their crappy sprayer. Um, this thing is like a fucking uh, fire hydrant. I mean, <laughs> you, you know, thirty sprays of this, and you're basically dripping wet, uh, which is uh, exactly how it should be, by the way. Okay, so I think uh, on the whole, that is a moderately favourable review for uh, uh, Ogivray. Uh, no, uh, no extreme excitement, uh, uh, but no sort of profound disappointment either. So, um, bit of a damp squib, if I'm honest. But uh, anyway, I shall be enjoying it. I shall wear it some more, and we'll uh, uh, maybe have another go at it at some point in the future. Um, okay. Uh, I think we'll skip the news this week because the news was we all finally got our mitts on Ted Hermes Ogivray. Um, but uh, stick with us for part two where James will be telling us all about how he gets wood. Welcome back to part two of Les Odorants. Uh Today we're going to be talking about woods 
and uh, for anybody who actually reads uh, the comments on my Instagram, firstly, thank you, because uh, uh, I know most people don't. But secondly, you might notice I extensively use the word woods or woodsy, uh, and I'm generally a bit afraid of being overly specific about what wood I can smell. And normally, if I write it down, you know, with the exception of uh, uh, maybe like a sort of cedar uh, uh, or, or, or maybe like a, a vetiver. Does vetiver even count as a wood? Uh, I guess maybe I'd it say does. so. Yeah. Uh, so with the exception of a couple of obvious things like those, um, generally, if I've actually cited the specific wood, it's normally because I've looked the fucking thing up, um, not because I'm absolutely brilliant at uh, smelling different woods. So with that sort of uh, a huge admission... Uh, I say huge admission, I don't think anyone cares. But uh, with that <laughs> in mind, uh, we thought it might be a good idea to talk a little bit about uh, the different woods and the different uh, uh, chemicals. And, and as always, James has uh, uh, got quite a sort of uh, a good grip on the different uh, uh, substances. Substances? Molecules? What am I... Uh, uh, what do you call things. Them? Things, yeah, substances. Things! I mean, yeah. mo- molecules uh, would... It implied that they're just one, uh, yeah, w- one compound or whatever, one, one sub, one, yeah, one, one molecule, um, which yep. they're then they're not. I mean, uh, some of these uh, aren't, but and and certainly the naturals are like uh, probably hundreds of different chemicals. But um, and and <clears throat> so so just on on the like uh, woods. Uh, if something says cedar on it, does that mean that you know some something has been sort of tinctured and 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 you know uh, extracted from an actual piece of cedar, Correct. or does it mean it does mean that? Okay, so it yeah. doesn't just mean something that smells a bit like cedar in so, a lab. As- so the the natural cedar woods that I've uh, sent to you there, which was to get a grip on three different ones that to me. Hmm all have very characteristic sort of, uh, you know, distinctive smells to them. Uh, Yeah, they are uh, steam distilled or however that, you know, there's lots of different ways that they uh, can extract it. Um, And yeah, so that is is the real real deal. Uh, Mm. And then you have... um, so do do we just want to run through like what I've sent to you like just to, yeah why to, not so yeah. so if we yeah. go for the natural things uh, I funnily enough so I'll, I'll I'll start with the cedars so I sent you a Texas uh, white cedar wood which is called hmm. uh, Juniperus uh, Mexicana um, and then I sent an Atlas cedar uh, yeah. which is called uh, I can't even fucking read it because cedar Atlas. Yeah, like yeah, Cedar Atlas, but it's like Cedar Atlantica or something like that. Uh, I'm just doing all the uh, Latin for everyone. Um, uh, okay. And the Cedarwood uh, Oil Virginian, which is uh, obviously the Virginian Cedarwood. Uh, so these Ooh. are all different species of uh, these uh, different juniper uh, trees. Um, right. So, yeah, uh, except for the, the Cedar Atlas, which again is a slightly different um group uh but it's still a, a cedar wood um and to me uh the 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 cedar atlas is vastly different 
from uh, the other cedar woods cr- crudely because they're all right. Fucking hell, that cedar atlas is strong. So, so I'm going to be doing some live reacts to this. Um, <laughs> okay. I think. Oh, that's nice. Uh, so this one is the atlas. Okay. Yeah. And then I've got the Virginia one. So. So 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 really, I mean, I'm intrigued to hear what what you think of them. I don't want to uh, plant any kind of like seeds in your mind and say what I think they smell like because uh, it's more interesting. You're smelling them. I'm assuming for the first time, or not necessarily for the first mm. time, but you know, you're smelling. Uh, you've probably smelled maybe other things before, but it's just the fact that there's three of them, and and usually they don't specify which cedar uh they're they're using in a perfume because either it doesn't matter or it might be you know they are using some synthetic cedar uh molecules uh of which there are many but i can't really think off the top of my head so 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 i'm smelling here the virginian cedar wood yeah virginia is a really the one that's really to me um the most easy to pick because it just smells like pencil shavings yeah yeah very 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 prom- like prominent isn't it it's, it's uncanny well, kind of thing yeah I, I mean the pencil shavings is 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 a description that i see occasionally and i guess this is what is meant by that but but when i smell this my my sort of first thought was it actually smells like a piece of wood that has been cut. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, just split down the middle, cut. Sort of processed Here's a piece wood, of wood. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. Like you might get a B&Q. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Bit of decking, perhaps. I'd say it's maybe slightly less sappy uh, than maybe if you cut a piece of wood. I know, mm. I know what you mean. It's definitely, I mean... It, it's, it's got a dryness to it. A dryness, yeah. And a kind of peppery. Do you think it's kind of peppery? I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure peppery is the word, because peppery, to me, is more of a spicy sort of thing. Mm-hmm. This this is this is quite smooth, really. Okay. It has a cleanliness to it, um, the Virginian one. Like, it, not clean as in, like, sort of, like, toilet clean or, or hospital clean, but, like, a clean as in, like, it feels like a light, bright, clean wood. Do you know what I mean? There's no, none of that kind of, like, moisture or moss or anything like that it's yeah i i think that's what i meant by dry um yeah it it it, it smells um no well, maybe not i was gonna say maybe like the inside of a sauna um not with all the sweaty hey, accord or that's anything that's a good one that inside of a sauna yeah so hmm. forget all the you know the kind of water and the hot rocks and all that shit it's more like yeah the, those benches that are kind of Yes, hot, hot and and dry. Uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice, really nice. Um, it's interesting that oh, well, <laughs> interesting to me. I mean, fuck knows if anyone else would find it interesting, but it's interesting that that is not. It's a, it's a it's a sort of it's a note that I recognise uh, that I smell in other stuff, but it's not one that I'd go, oh yeah, that's cedar. You know, it's a, it, again, it's uh, just one of those that I'd say smells woody. Um, but it is lovely, really nice, really nice. So uh, so that is, uh, I can't even write properly. So that's Virginia. Right, so which one should we move on to? Uh, Atlas? Yeah, try the Atlas now. This Ooh. sounds to me like a little bit like bathrooms. <laughs> like, um, well, that's like your pub, specialist pub, subject. Pub. 
uh, uh, public toilets. Like, doesn't this smell like public toilets? Anyone else? I, yes, I know exactly. I know exactly what you mean. Those little blocks that you get in urinals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh God. Yeah. No, this is not nice. Not. I mean, maybe not at this level of concentration. Maybe. Yeah. No, I don't like that as a raw material. Mm, I, no. Like again, this can go. Uh, this can go really like like say in, in concentration it is quite astringent uh it's it's quite it's more like uh uh res, resiny sappy uh it's it's more going towards uh your sort of resins i i would say it's kind of in between uh that and certainly hasn't got like the pencil shaving it's not dry is it i wouldn't say no, no. but i mean i think ben absolutely fucking nails it with that sort of chemical toilet block thing it's mm-hmm. uh, that is fucking disgusting well, i really don't like it at all i it, believe it or not uh it can go almost sort of creamy uh, you, so, <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't think so from smelling that right, but uh, as a kind of supporting material, it can it can modify a woody accord, let's say, with like sandalwood or something. Uh, yeah, and and uh, it gives you this little extra bit of like something, and it, it's not it's not that. But I completely understand where you're coming from. I think. With that. I yeah, think it's that's... quite horrible, but I quite like it. Yeah, well, yeah, there's a fucking shocker. Ben likes horrible stuff. Ben Ben it's... says it smells like a toilet, and then proceeds to say he likes it's, it. It's disgusting. Like I, <laughs> I, 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 it's making me feel a little bit gaggy. Like, like it's not that nice. But there is something that draws me to it, though. Um... Uh, it, do you know what it smells like? Um, a, a, a modification on your toilet block. It smells like uh, whatever blue stuff uh comes out of the fucking toilet uh uh when you flush it on an aeroplane it's it's an aeroplane toilet (laughs) flush um and and it's it's really it smells and and do you know what i would say and and i'm sure i know it's unnatural but i would say it smells really synthetic by which i mean it smells like a bunch of chemicals i love I don't that mean, you say that i love that you say that because it's got like a sort of plasticky chemical vibe to it hasn't it that uh, makes yeah. it feel synthetic yeah. because like people, the, the texture as well people often say oh this smells synthetic or whatever and it's like yeah. Smell some natural materials, and they could smell it—the most synthetic thing exactly, you've ever exactly. fucking smelled in your life. And uh, super concentrated, and, it, and that's why it's kind of like a huge sort of misnomer and a big thing with me, where I'm like, they're all chemicals, and there's so many chemicals yeah. in those naturals that they are going to be mimicking those kind of effects or things that you've smelled elsewhere. If anything, synthetic chemicals are much more simple and linear. Because often you're just smelling one molecule, which just does one thing, whereas naturals do loads of different, like, weird and wonderful kind of things. And that's why they're great, and that's also why, you know, people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about and say, oh, certain things smell synthetic, and you'd be like, well, that's completely natural uh, material. Well, I think what people tend to mean when they say something smells synthetic is they mean they don't know of anything in their natural environment that smells Mm. like this. Correct. So, you know, they don't mean, well, they probably are confused because people, obviously this is not straightforward stuff and, and most people don't know that much about it. 
but it you know i don't think they mean this smells like it was made by a machine I, no and again well, maybe a, they do that's a kind of semantic argument where i completely yeah. understand people just and I, I can be accused of it where you just you, you kind of substitute synthetic as a word just to just a go-to word like you were saying you put woodsy in your thing because it's a kind of mm. really broad strokes term i do it all the time i'll just say you know woods um when mm. that is a really broad church and it doesn't really give much but it's a it's a crutch uh it, you know when you're talking about things to just go look it's wood i can't really break it down and describe exactly what it is but it's given me a woody a woody feel i, I think i could I mean, I still think it smells disgusting, by the way, the Atlas one, but I think I could see a world where um, I could enjoy a fragrance that has a dash of it. I think mm. part of the problem with me, you know, dipping a fucking piece of paper in a raw, you know, uh, uh, oil or whatever it is and and then just sticking it straight up me schnoz right part of the problem is 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 the dose there you know um, a, i think that's the problem with a lot of materials is that you know generally speaking like you'll you, you'll water them down to like 10 percent or something and like raw they're like hideous and they don't smell at all what you might imagine um mm. and it, that that is probably like applicable to almost like 90 percent of raw materials um, so but i i think what's interesting sorry just real quick about yeah. this is that you're saying about when you smell fragrances, you use the term woody and stuff, and I, I do mm. the same thing. Like I think if I smelt um, something that was overtly of this, like Virginian cedar wood, for example, I'd say like, mm. oh, woody, right? I'd probably mm. say cedar woody. Um, yeah. But if I smelt something that had this cedar atlas in it, I'm not sure I'd be like, oh yeah, that's woody. Like I don't think this smells very woody. It's like deep down, you can kind of get the suggestion if you really dig into it and think about it. Mm. But otherwise, I don't think. I well, think if someone just shoved this under my nose, I don't for one second think I would think Woody. Well, do you get... Now, this is another thing about talking about uh, urinals and cleaning products, which often mm. have a pine scent to them. Do you, do you think it's pine? Yeah. Well, interestingly uh, enough, um, just to uh, uh, trick you guys, um, obviously the Atlas cedar only grows in Morocco in the Atlas Mountains. Well, I don't know if it only grows there, but that's where... It's from originally, so it's mm. kind of a very specific material to one part of the world. Um, just reading in my uh, Arctander's uh, d uh, dictionary of uh, natural materials, and it's basically um, which everyone has. Uh, by the way, for anyone, uh, people can't see this, but I'm looking at James. <laughs> I've never seen a fucking book with so many fucking sticky labels and, and notes on it. This guy is the enthusiast's enthusiast. Anyway, James, <laughs> well, sorry. Anyway, so um, yeah, so the tree, uh, Cedrus atlantica, is a pine, not a cypress. Um, right. Such as the American or East African cedars, uh, it is believed that Atlas cedar is originated from uh, the famous Lebanon cedars, which grow wild in Lebanon uh, and the island of Cyprus. Now, right. now protected from being felled for essential oil distillation and lumbering, uh, the Atlas cedarwood oil may occasionally be offered as Lebanon cedarwood oil. Um, Atlas cedarwood oil is steam distilled from either the wood or stumps uh, or from sawdust. Um, mm. I could go on like reading about it, but uh, obviously, uh, yeah, so that's obviously where you get that much more high-pitched 
uh, a stringent kind of um, piney sort of sensation from mm. it. And mm. it is a resonoid as well. So that's where I get the association with, even with like things that don't necessarily smell like it, but they get like, like uh, olibanum basically. So you can right. you can tell that these are resins. They're much more, uh, yeah, like heady and sort of like they're much more sort of stingy in your kind of nose, and they almost have like top note kind of, um, yeah, like a, a, a much more kind of spiky thing than your very laid back uh, other ones, which smell like actual woody sawdust. Yeah. So anyway, so, so- sorry, go on. Well, no, no, I, I, I'm, I'm sort of just thinking. In the interest of time, um, I'd yeah. already, I'd already jumped ahead of you, because um, I'll, I'll be honest, I just don't like the Atlas one at all. Okay. Uh, I do, I do take the point about the pine, and and that might be the connection to the toilet thing. But the more I smell that, it just smells like, yeah, that the exact scent of that is fucking aeroplane toilet flush well can, um, can we move on to another material that i pretty much guarantee both you guys will love and i i, okay. I, I want to hear really i i just wanted to see a reaction to it so the oakwood co2 uh oakwood CO2. and what does co2 mean in this context well co2 extraction so uh basically uh <laughs> gotta uh try and remember uh scientifically so bas- basically uh, it's like a um, uh, a process which doesn't use any heat. Uh, so right. in all in all extractions, there's some kind of heating going on, whether it's you know a steam distillate or whatever. Whereas this is a supercritical um, uh, 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 carbon dioxide, which is a big expensive machine basically, which can make a very pure extract but also it can it can lose something as well right so it doesn't mean that co2s are necessarily better they usually give different facets that you don't get from the steam ones but some people still like the steam ones because sometimes you lose something through the clarity of a of a co2 do you know what i mean so that it's it's useful to have all these different techniques because you can have one material that yields lots of different kinds of mm. materials. Do you know what I mean? So anyway, CO, okay. CO2 for oak wood. I don't know if there are other methods of extracting oak wood. I'm sure there are. But this is a CO2 product. And they're usually, strictly speaking, more expensive because it's okay. an expensive process. All right. Ben, you look like you want to say something here. It smells like rum and raisin ice cream. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was going to say it smells like a sort of boozy caramel, but you yeah, say rum and toffee, raisin. something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it is absolutely beautiful. Uh, <laughs> really. Uh, do you, you, do you like right, it, James? though, Ben? At first, no, but then once it's settled, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I kind of went in a bit strong and it was a little bit too I much. I saw your but, face. Um, I was like, oh, my God, what's he got there? <laughs> yeah, but... Um, but now it's settled. Oh, fucking hell. Ben, you are way. really good. You you are really good at picking this stuff out. I mean, <laughs> when you say rum and raisin, because, I mean, you said toilet block on the first one. I was like, yes, he fucking knows what he's on about. So I'll tell you what, I'm going to go first next time because all I'm doing is going, yes, Ben, you're right, yes. <laughs> I, I think, like, the, the rum and raisin is absolutely, yeah, it is It is spot on. Um, but, like, again, it, it's... Uh, it's still woody as well. I get like there's a there's a cask like when whenever like there's an oak 
uh, note in, like someone says, you know, a wine is oaky, or mm. uh, particularly like uh, Chardonnay is one of those things that, like, I don't drink a lot of um, white wine, but people often talk about the oaky notes in 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 a, in a Chardonnay, and I, this is what I I get from this. This is like, and also when you put it into um, uh, perfume, it it's a magical material because. You can put it into like fruity stuff. You can put it into sandalwood accords. You can put it into, and it'll either kind of add to the sweetness or it really, it's really creamy and like rounds things out. Um, it's very sweet. I mean, for 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 a, you know, for a wood. Yeah. I when I say woodsy, I sort of mean like the Virginia and the Texan cedar. I yeah. mean, not not the not the Atlas because I think we've established I don't care for that. Yeah, but. What I'm smelling here, this oak wood, I don't think I would ever actually describe that as as woodsy. This is mm-hmm. completely. I, I would call that boozy. Uh, you it know, is in, boozy. In my, yeah. in my limited lexicon, but, I would refer to that as a boozy note. When I say about the cask, it's almost like the booze has seeped in to a woody surface <laughs> to me. Mm. So I really do yeah. smell the wood in it, but it's. It's like an after thing. So obviously you get yeah. it, you get the kind of top notes of like, oh, a booziness and then that rum and that kind of sweetness of that like rum and raisin vibe. Uh, and then mm. I, it's the tail of it that I can just smell wood, right? And yeah. I think like that's how, that's the sort of trajectory of it. Um, and it's not immediately woody. It has top notes. Uh, and those top notes happen to be like a boozy kind of, yeah, uh, that sort of vibe. So I've moving on to the next material, which, again, when we were talking about is vetiver wood, blah, blah, blah. Well, I've I've included oak moss in this. Um, okay. So Ooh. now this... This is the oak moss absolute intact. Yeah, I just mean when I say intact, I mean... You can get oak moss that's had the atronol and chloroatronol removed, um, which you're allowed to use, uh, obviously, much more of that uh, than you are this stuff, which is uh, completely unadulterated, uh, raw stuff that you can only use a tiny amount of in in a perfume composition. So this is the the raw shit that... The only reason that it, it really, to me... Uh, yes, it is great, and it's really full-bodied and everything. But like mm. the the other stuff doesn't lose that much. I'm not I'm not losing sleep over it. Like because people make such a big deal out of oak moss, right? Oh, They're like, oh, you took my fucking oak moss away. So I'm just giving this as the example of this is the absolute like pinnacle of fucking oak moss. That's gonna if you put it on your skin, it'll probably fucking make you have a rash or something. But um, okay, well, I won't put it directly on my skin. No, then. no, of course, oh, but. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, I get it on the skin all the time, and it's it's fine. But you know, it's um, so it has a sort of dampness to it. Um, it's quite, it's it's almost vegetal, vegetal. Yeah, is that not vegetable, but ve- vegetal? Yes, uh, a sort of vegetal dampness to it that it smells almost. Oh shit! I just shoved it right on my nose. <laughs> my may have to call an ambulance or something. Um, it's Rack got... up a line of oak moss, will you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, middle-class oak moss addicts at football games. Um, yeah, so... Um, 
yeah, anyone who hasn't followed the news this week <laughs> won't get that at all, but whatever. Um, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't... Interestingly, again, I say interestingly, boringly, um, it, it doesn't smell like the perfumes that I associate as being very oak moss heavy. You know, like mm-hmm. that's it. On it, on it, yeah, on its own, it smells. It's not unpleasant, but it, it doesn't. You don't go, oh my god, this just smells amazing on its own. It sort of smells like a bit of like maybe boiled cabbage, kind of cabbagey soup sort of thing. Uh, it, it's not doing anything for me particularly on its own, but I know. I mean, I just, I just know because you know, if I could just read enough about this. But when you combine this with other things, you get perfumes like you know, like yeah, polo so, green or whatever. Yeah. So this, what, what me, do you think, Ben? It well, I think it either smells like the two kind of images that I'm getting are like an old shoe cupboard or like an old people's home. That kind of dusty mustiness. <laughs> Uh, Do you I know what, the, pleasant? Um, those, those are sort of dry images. For yeah, me, I feel this like is it's very damp. Dry. So uh, texturally, I think it's quite dry in the fact that it feels quite dusty to me. Um, but the smell of it, I can I see where you're saying damp in the sense like it does it smells a little bit fish tanky. But um, <laughs> fish tanky, yeah, it, it does. But, um, it does. Yeah, I I get that. But the texture, I feel, is like it's it's quite dusty and dry, almost like like like. It's almost um, al- it's like almost desiccated. algae like, isn't it? I get where you're coming from with the fish mm. tank. It's got this kind of like vegetal algae, like it's slightly like slightly rotten, like pond scum. Yeah, mm. exactly, exactly. And I think a lot of people. Sorry, just to clarify something that I said before. So I was saying about the CO two extraction. Um, mm. you, uh, but basically it's not it's not only heat so obviously it's either things that use heat or a solvent so uh, co2 essentially removes the the need to have a solvent so most things are extracted either chemically or through a heat process uh whereas mm. co2 kind of knocks knocks those out so i just thought i'd uh, clarify that um but no the the um is this a, a co2 as well no um, but n- n- no, I think uh, it's very interesting that a lot of people who would probably go on about oh the banning all the fucking oak moss and blah 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 probably haven't smelled this stuff and probably don't know yeah. exactly how fucking weird it is. And I I know from like trying some really witchy like uh, brands that are like we don't give a shit about Ifra and blah 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 and whatever. Um, that they they kind of use big dollops of this that would completely ruin a composition and why on earth would anybody really want to use loads of fucking smells a bit gothy like it does yeah yeah Yeah, that's a good word but Um, it's fascinating to smell it and it's one of those things that i just like to experience things and see what they're all about absolutely i I have to tell you though uh, i mean i've i've been back so I've, I'm continually going back through all of these. Um, I think the the Texan and the Virginian cedar are just lovely, clean. Uh, they're, they're quite similar to me, but lovely, clean, 
wood sort of i think the pencil shaving thing fair enough mm-hmm. um but but it, it, they do smell to me like a piece of dried wood uh nice yeah the atlas one remains utterly repellent um and that oak wood one is just gorgeous mm-hmm. i mean it doesn't smell like wood at all to me but but uh, i would say lovely. try smelling the um the Atlas Cedarwood tomorrow, if you can, if you can stomach having the strip line around. Yeah, I'll just um, no. So I, I've try, got one of these. Try uh, smelling it when it's really died goofers. down. Yeah, if you, if you try smelling it when it's really died down, uh, you may well get different uh, qualities from it. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. I um. So I've got uh, I've got one of these little um, clip stand things that you, you know has three sort of crocodile clips on it, and you can put a couple of. Uh, strips in each one and i uh so i was testing out a bunch of ouds the other day and i left them in the uh in the room overnight and i came in in the morning and it honestly it, the room just smelt fucking hideous just like <laughs> re- it, it smelt like some sort of farm uh animal it was uh terrible <laughs> right. but uh anywho right okay so where what next um, what next on do, our do, list do, should we do the synthetic ones now because these might be we, a bit, a bit uh, more that- straightforward it kind of segues nicely with what Dan just said as well, and I, I, if I just like bust in with what like the um, synthetic one, specifically the timber silk, um, I couldn't smell that at all. If I put my nose in the jar or or dip a stick on it, I, I, no smell. It it doesn't smell. Mm-hmm. But if I leave the stick on the side, and it, it made my whole room like like Dan Zoo, like it made my <laughs> entire living room just stink of it. And every time I walked out of the room and walked in, I could smell it. But if I put my nose up close, it it doesn't smell like anything. That's to me. The, the the magic of uh, these these molecules. Like I can't and... smell anything. I'm it's so, shoving it up my nose. So t- timber silk to me, yeah, no, I can smell it just, but it it it's got a, like a uh, sort of like a warm velvety sort of um, thing going on. It's uh, as a texture. It doesn't it doesn't really smell of wood exactly to me. It no. sort of smells. Um, so you described, I think, Ben, you called musks, I think, a sort of polyfiller sometimes. You can just sort of, it it smooths everything out. This, this has that sort of thing, that vibe to it. It's like, it it smooth it all out as nice and velvety. And then, and that's what you primarily would use it for. And you see loads of like janky shit perfumers will just use, but, and me, myself, when I first started making perfumes, if I finished a perfume and I'd smell it and it would be kind of shit because I'd just started, I would just chuck a shit ton of ISOE Super or Timber Silk in and yeah. suddenly it smelled all right. Well, <laughs> um, brilliant. That That is a thing because obviously you're talking about the, the diffusiveness of it, uh, Ben, about having it in the room. That is kind of the whole point is to carry, uh, the, the you know, do a lot of the uh, sort of heavy lifting and be the sort of basis for the whole perfume. Whereas it doesn't actually matter about what necessarily it smells like itself. It sort of lends those qualities to some of the other materials that sit on top of it. Mm. Um, so I think uh, for kind of diffusiveness and whatever, it's it's a fascinating, uh, highly useful material. Um, so and it's, you know... It's sorry. really nice, yeah. I think. Like but, when you can the- smell it, it's... This this would be uh, an absolute case in point where someone would go, oh, you know, that atlas smells synthetic, but 
timber silk smells pretty natural to me. I mean, it it doesn't. I don't smell it and go, "Oh my god, this is like some sort of horrible chemical thing." It's just it smells a bit like liquefied velvet. It's very mm-hmm. pleasant. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and again, a, a really uh, a really essential uh, material that, and also the difference between uh, Isoe Super and Timber Silk. Not that there's a lot. Uh, is that it has slightly more of the um, uh, the, the gamma isomer, I think. Um, so the, 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 that's more towards the uh, uh, what's that? Geza showing uh, molecule one eccentric molecule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. eccentric. The, 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 fir- the, f- the very first one that's just iso It's super, just mole- molecule O one. Yeah, which is not necessarily ISO E super. It's actually ISO gamma super, which uh, is a you know little fact that uh, a lot of people know about now. Um, but that is actually uh, still um, under patent, I believe, and you know it's um, uh, only his flavor fragrance company, whoever he works for, uh, mm. can can use that. Um, but to me, that has a different. That has a slightly like that has a top note. Right, so the more of the gamma, and this has a bit more of that. But again, you can't really tell much of a difference between this and Isoe Super. But I just prefer this. Uh, you know, I use both because it's just a case of bulking things up and and whatever. It's really but- nice, but it doesn't have the darkness of a woods fragrance to me. Like 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 when mm. you create like a woody fragrance, it's usually like sort of has like a, a heavier, dense, darker side to it. And this doesn't have that. Like it's very like it's very light. You isn't would, it? Yeah, you would need. Like, like obviously, because you wouldn't, you would, it would just be part of a wood accord, right? Mm-hmm. But, but you definitely can see how you would, you need to bulk this up with something much denser and darker. Um. What I also don't like about perfumes, like you were saying about, you just bung it in, and I'm, I'm definitely mm. can be accused of the, of the same thing, where you know certain levels of uh, that you can use these materials quite, quite heavily. Um, is that when all the bright, shiny, look at me stuff has gone? All you, all that remains is this, and I hate, yeah. I hate perfumes that do that, where you can just smell ice. You know, you can just smell the base materials. A lot of those new Dior's do that for me, and kind of like, oh yeah, they're quite pretty and nice and stuff. And then after a few hours, they just die down to these materials, and it's a bit lazy. It's a bit kind of like you've not really thought about that. It smells like a chalky driftwood. If if it's any kind of wood, it's a hollow wood that just kind of floats rather than what you're talking about which is more of a a dense like heavy sink to the bottom kind of wood which Mm. um you probably get from the naturals so i think a combination of the two is is fine but um certainly i mean this these kind of materials are in every perfume right but it just depends how much of them are in there and how cleverly they are used and it maybe these are used to just make other things more diffusive and then the actual base material is that heavy wood, and so so there's loads of clever ways of, of using it. Um, just to come on to the the sandalwood, so I included three uh, sandalwood materials. Um, mm. And what? Sorry, can you just remind me what what the other materials were? So, so I've got here javanol. Yeah. Uh, is that a sandalwood material? Yes, it is. Javan- yeah. Uh, mysore. Yeah. Which it must be a sandalwood. Mm-hmm. Kohinoor. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know what Kohinoor is. And then Sanginol, yeah, which I so assume Sanginol's the other sandalwood. I mean, in, in, effectively, all four of those are really uh, sandalwood um, materials. Oh, okay. 
Um, I don't really know too much about the Cohen Hall, to be honest. It was just something that uh, I got fairly recently and I'm not that well acquainted with myself. Um, but I just mm. thought it'd be interesting to smell those and see see what you think, really. Okay, so I'm going to completely randomly pick Sanginol because I like the name. Okay, cool. Ooh, that's nice. It's sweeter than you'd expect, right? It's uh, like for a wood, again, like you, you sort of tend to think mm. those are dry and such. And, and especially even like sandalwood, I tend to think of it as like soapy and slightly spicy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't really class sort of sweet up there, but it definitely smells sweet. Well, here's my thing, just, just in a sort of opening uh, gambit about these, that basically I think I, I, I perhaps prefer synthetic sandalwood molecules to real sandalwood oil. Right, and as as sacrilegious as that may sound, uh, I think that you can you can build really interesting sandalwood accords, and you can also use real sandalwood and just bolster it with loads of these different things and take it in slightly different directions for a cheaper budget. Do you know what I mean? And you're still using a basis of of the real sandalwood as long as you've still got char- a character of that real sandalwood. You can then sort of extend it and take it into different directions and some of these are so useful for doing that and they have the same diffusive qualities they have the same substantive like vol- voluminous uh, which is uh, a nice word um and i, I think yes sanginol i think sanginol maybe i might be wrong about this so maybe i should fact check but i can't be asked uh there's a sanginol is the same molecule as bactanol which is made by another company, or it might even be made by the same fucking company. No, this is made by IFF, and I think Givadan or somebody else make one called Bactanol, uh, but they're essentially exactly the same. Um, so there's loads of these, by the way, and you might smell them and go, these all smell like kind of like woody nothing, or just slightly creamy, or there might be little yeah, bits of... Yeah, so, so definitely um, creamy, sort of buttery... The mysore one. Oh, okay. So mysore yeah. acetate. So I've got. I've, sorry, I've jumped ahead again. No, no, that's I've fine. I've got yeah. san, sanginol here on on one, and and mysore on the other. And there's there's a lot of similarity. The the mysore has a um, quite a fresh, almost fresh aspect to it, even though it's even though it's uh, sort of creamy and sort of buttery, sort of warmth going on. It feels like it's got a yeah. There's something sort of fresh about it as well. It's um, I, I use the word advisedly, but it smells more natural. <laughs> oh, fucking mysore acetate to me smells more like what I'd expect sandalwood to smell like. Except for me, it's got a slight greasy feel to it, like almost like chips. Do you think nutty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could go with that. Like, I could go with nutty. So oily and greasy, I don't know about. I, and I, I to think me, it's it not has quite that, fresh. Yeah, mm. I think it has that 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 dryness of, um, and some of that kind of driftwood uh, sort of aspect of some of these, like you know, like the timber silk or or uh, something like that, where it's not quite. And, and again, a lot of these are just supposed to be one aspect. So if your sandalwood is, you know, your accord is, oh, I feel it's a little bit too, it doesn't feel dry enough, then maybe you go, oh, this is a dry, or it hasn't got a slightly nutty aspect, I want to get that, then you'd, you'd pop a bit of this in it. So making seemingly simple accords... Just 
Just pop a bit in. Yeah, just stick it <laughs> in. That's how perfumers do it, isn't it? Well, oh, that, just fucking pop a bit in there. Basically, it is, right? And so, yeah, you know, know. A, anyone who sort of, you know, tells you otherwise is uh, full of shit. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so and ju- just, I think I think if we do Jarvanol last, so if you want to smell the Cohen, Cohen, oh, well, the Cohen oil. Okay, I'll, I'll put the Jarvanol down then. Step away from the Jarvanol. So, so Koinur to me has a bit of a whiff of BO to it. Oh, interesting. Uh, I mean, it, it, but it's strangely compelling. Mm. Yeah, um, no, I can see that. It's got that like oniony kind of thing, hasn't it? Like, mm. um, but I interesting. I think it's the best one, and I think it's it's the one that if I smelled this in a, like if I could smell this in perfume, I would feel like it's a more expensive. Mm. Like, like ingredient or something. Like it smells quite rich and expensive. Uh, 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 again, <laughs> uh, yet, yet again though, this smells quote unquote natural. I, I you know, if you mm. put this in front of me and said synthetic or natural, I would say, ooh, natural. Yeah, that's natural. Yeah. Because um, it smells like something I'm familiar with. Um, but it does have a sort of so it's got the same kind of creamy, buttery sort of thing as the other sandalwoods, but it just has this sort of slight dash of filth. Um, I think. I think to me, this has uh, almost. I think it has more of a vetiver character um, to to the sort of wood. Woodness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so vetiver is is a note I'm quite familiar with because mm-hmm. so many fragrances are based, you know, very heavily around it, and and because it's so kind of omnipresent, you you know, um, I, I guess the way I've learned a lot of notes is by sort of identifying the common notes of perfumes that i've tried you know what are the commonalities here it's not that kind of i know what vetiver on its own smells like but i've got a good idea because i've smelled dozens and dozens of vetiver perfumes and and yeah. some kind of i can figure out what the the common denominator the common note the common denominator is yeah um but but vetiver to me tends to be either clean or, or sort of Earthy and rooty. Yeah, the, I, I, I should have sent, sent you a load of different vetivers. Uh, yeah, to, and, to then, be, and then I'd be, be wrong about that <laughs> as well. Yeah. I always associate vetiver with like a sort of peppery grassiness, um, and then you can and you can definitely smell that in this, can't you? There's like that kind of slight peppery, yeah. grassy kind of. I, I, like I say, this is a very interesting material because it's kind of it's kind of bridging things between cedar and sandalwood, which which go hand in hand anyway because of that uh wood chipsy you know s- sawdust sort of thing but then this also has uh like ben saying that vetiver quality of the kind of earthy rooty um but i mean almost going into like floral i i, I think like it, it it's interesting anyway and to have all these things at your disposal is like what you need in your kind of arsenal of making perfume mm. and and the effects don't forget you can smell all these. We're smelling all these as raw materials, as just smell them on the right. They can have vastly different effects in formulas at different concentrations with different other materials, changing the effects of them, and that—that's what's you know extra fascinating about them. 
But we're I, again, we're just doing a kind of recce of like, what does this actual thing smell like on its own? Mm, um, yeah. So just just to touch on Jarvanol for the last one because I yeah. absolutely love Jarvanol, right? Yeah. I think it's it's a really nice, wonderful material, and it's one of those things that I couldn't tell you a perfume off the top of my head that contains Jarvanol, but a lot of them do. Right? Mm. A lot. No, of them it, do. it 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 does smell familiar, but it, it's it's. I mean, that is. Um, it's really pleasant. It's kind of got a kind of uplifting sort of. Um, it's it's again, one not of, not freshness, but I don't know. I, I I don't I don't have the fucking vocabulary for it. It's but one of it, I very like much like it. The most powerful materials that there is. Now you would think, oh, actually, it's not right because I'm I'm sat here. It's not like not blowing my fucking head off or anything. But there's a mm. there's a certain threshold that everybody has, which is why. Um, and and the the thing is about Jarvanol is there's a certain amount in a formula that is like the the threshold of your nose, right? So you you go above that and you can't. It's no more prominent, right? Mm. So you, there's only like it, again, it's only really to be used in traces because it gives so huge. Like I've had it where I've got Jarvanol on my. Uh, fingers from just like you know getting a bit of it on the pipette or whatever and then it gets under my nails right and i can mm. wash i can like do stuff i can like wash my hands a million times do whatever and i can still smell it and it, it's mm. it's almost it's not even a smell it's like it's like this invasive like it, but it's lovely right it's really nice and also i smell it in a lot of detergents and this sounds really cheap because it's not cheap it's very expensive actually it's a really, mm. really expensive material. But I smell it yeah. in a lot of like detergents and almost like things that you'd have under your kitchen uh, thing. It just gives them massive like fusion and this huge, it's this really modern quality that's in loads of perfumes. And like I say, you only need the tiniest little amount of it. But I think it's been uh, sort of demonized yeah. for that reason um, because yeah. it's seen as a kind of lazy sort of thing. But to me, it's more important than sandalwood. <laughs> real sandwich, mm. right uh and and yeah i've just you know i love jarvanol i've only got a tiny little bit of it but i use it all the time and you know mm. it's gone a long way so yes it's very expensive but i think everybody you know who's into perfumery should should play around with jarvanol yeah well i mean i i, I very much like it it's it's really nice uh, i mean some of these have been brilliant um i think for me standouts were uh jarvanol um the Kohinoor one I really liked. Um, Oak Moss sort of surprised me, I guess, mostly. Um, Atlas Cedar was just fucking disgusting. And um, the other standout was the uh, Oakwood, uh, which, um, yeah, really, really enjoyed that. Um, ben, any uh, sort of concluding thoughts from you? Because uh, I'm conscious we are... Coming crashing into land. Just to go, I kind of go along with Dan. Like it's interesting that like almost the same ones I would pick out as being like the ones that I enjoy to smell like just as a raw ingredient. Like the oak, oak wood and the the Kohino was mm. my favourite as well. That was really nice. Um, and the Mysore Aztec was nice. Um, but I think what's really interesting is kind of like what I kind of hinted at earlier, but just just that how the, the oftentimes like the, the synthetics smell more yeah. natural than the naturals because. That they're kind of the natural is almost mm. too obvious, and and so so you think, oh well, that's obviously 
created by someone to pinpoint something like a particular scent like like the virginia cedar smells quite synthetic it smells so much like like pencil shavings that you think this can't possibly be natural Mm. it's you know like can't possibly be an accident that it's turned out to be this this kind of smell whereas the synthetics they're kind of more complicated almost so they kind of come across as i think there's a i think there's a perception as well that synthetics are kind of all just you know brutally strong and 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 all you know all synthetics basically smell like sauvage or something like that and it's it's obviously absolute Mm. bollocks i mean something like um i mean uh, the the juvenile you say it's extremely strong but actually it's quite i think it's it's quite a subtle sort of uh fragrance it's not I'm sure you know you could be overpowered by it. it's the uh, as they say in in with toxins it's it's not it's not the toxicity it's the dose right yeah, um, so yeah. so with all these things um, it's all about moderating the dose but um, the um, yeah I mean the the, the Javanol to me smells just lovely and warm and natural and I don't know you, anyone who says that they can tell the difference between synthetics and naturals, I think is, you know, either absolutely brilliant, right? And I'm sure there are brilliant people that can do that, or they're just talking shit because they're confused. Um, and uh, that, for me, is the bottom line. No, when people try to say that, certainly about a perfume composition, which is deliberately mixed media, especially by a professional perfumer, that makes something that is supposed to be, you can't really tell. That's the whole point of it, right? And when they start going, oh, I can tell this, that, and the other. No, that is your perception of that particular thing. And maybe you're picking that out and maybe your nose picks that out. But I don't think, it's certainly when it's in a composition, if we're talking about raw materials and we handed that to somebody and they gave their opinion on it, fine. If, if that, That's when they're kind of entitled to say, I think this is synthetic or this isn't. When it's within a composition, it's so much harder. Even for me, you, anybody else who smells loads of perfumes on a fucking daily basis, I can still not know what I'm smelling. And sometimes I can really be sure about it. Um, and that's that's the that's the beauty of it. You know what I mean? It's um, uh, I, I that's I've sort of petered out. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think what's interesting with this to me is that. Um, People use synthetic as quite a derogatory term, and and it generally tends to denote like like cheapness or kind of like low quality. But to me, these synthetic materials, if I was to say, if you were to blindfold me and say like cheap or expensive, I would probably rate all of the synthetics as expensive and all of the naturals as cheap. Probably, mm. they smell quite you know they smell like luxury. Like Dan mentioned earlier, like velvety and stuff like you know they 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 have these quite yeah, rich yeah. qualities like which i guess because they're synthetic they're, they're made to have those right they're made to pick out that pinpoint that and, ag- and again aroma you, or whatever. you know that that is the kind of misnomer as well that synthetic it, it means cheap i mean javanol that's it javanol costs case, right? more yeah. than any of those cedar oils yeah, cedar was, and cedar is quite cheap, isn't it? And and as is vetiver yeah, as well, can. can be quite cheap. Um, again, if you get an aged one or you get certain ones, no, the, you know they start to creep up in price. Yeah. But generally, yeah, generally speaking, yeah, a lot of the synthetics are uh, cheaper, but um, they still have to, you know, chemical processes are, you know, they still have to have precursors. They have to make a certain amount. Like 
just coming sorry just coming back to uh this is a good call back to uh hermes and i am aware of the time but somebody said to me that uh the reason that they got rid of uh the other flanker you know the really good one um uh, tr- uh fresh oh, fresh uh, was because it has mm. uh lilial in it which has now been banned so uh lilial as of uh, the end of march this year um you no longer like you can't make any perfumes with it in um and lilial is a kind of you know lily of the valley a sort of floral kind of mid floralizer sort of um uh, uh, material uh very useful but again it's been seen to be i think it's fucking pretty bad so uh that that's gone um and apparently again this is according to hermes i think this was on fragrantica because somebody put it up and i went where have you heard that is it legit and they sent me a thing that was on Fragrantica, so I was like, okay, and it's coming from the brand. So that probably is, you know, a legit reason. Um, so, yeah, so that's why that's discontinued, and um, uh, obviously this has come in to, to replace it. So there's one thing where, you know, regulations have actually uh, had an impact on, uh, uh, you know, on, on uh, a perfume. Mm. Okay. Well, look, uh, I think this has been a load of fun. Uh, My nose is utterly bamboozled, and I'm (laughs) going to look forward to smelling all these strips again tomorrow morning. Um, Thank you, James, uh, in particular, for uh, sending out all these uh, things to try. You're welcome. Uh, It's absolutely brilliant of you. Um, And, um, you know, thank you, Ben, uh, for your company, and James, for your company, as ever. Um, I've really enjoyed smelling woods, uh, it's nice to get wood. Make more wood jokes, please. Um, yeah. So anyway, we got wood. Uh, let's um, let's wrap it there for everybody listening. You can catch uh, all of our details, uh, how to get in touch in the show notes. And we look forward to speaking to you in episode 11 of Les Odorants. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Cheers.